0: Welcome your cards and letters of comment. Our mailing address is Nightline, WDAF, Kansas City, Missouri, 64108. Thank you for listening and good night. WDAF. Kansas City. Dan Henry,
1: WDAF Local News at 11. The outlook for Kansas City, cool tonight, warmer tomorrow. Kansas City, Kansas firemen and police are hopeful their efforts to recover a car and its driver from the Kansas River will be successful tonight. Witnesses say they believe the car that careened through a guardrail and off the south side of the Central Avenue Bridge early this evening contained only the driver. Firemen believe they have hooked the car several times with their grappling hooks, but at last report were having difficulty in maintaining sufficient hold to raise it from the river's depths. Jackson County Executive George Lear says he is hopeful his new middle ground proposals offered to union teachers and the Kansas City School Board this evening will be accepted by both sides in time for the school opening, ordered by Superintendent Robert Medcalf this Thursday.
0: We had long discussions uh, over the weekend and last night, and I think the teachers have been very reasonable in this regard. Uh, There were some things in there that uh, uh, they wanted that are not included in this proposal. There are some things in this proposal that the school district uh, felt felt were too much at times, but... News of the hour on the hour from
2: American Information Radio. This is Merrill Muller in Los Angeles, and at this hour, publishing heiress Patricia Hurst is wanted by the FBI for questioning about the robbery of a Hibernia bank branch in San Francisco. An affidavit filed by the U.S. attorney charged three other women members of the Symbionese Liberation Army with the actual robbery. But an FBI statement said Patricia Hurst may have been acting under a gun aimed by another person. The robbery netted just over $10,600, and in fleeing to two getaway cars, the robbers or their accomplices shot and wounded two elderly men. Correspondent Dick Shoemaker has more details from San Francisco.
3: An FBI agent has said that a picture taken by a hidden bank camera shows what appears to be Patricia Hurst. Actually participating in the robbery. Apparently, Miss Hurst was holding a semi-automatic weapon. However, the FBI here in San Francisco is still not willing to say whether Patricia was acting of her own free will. The U.S. Attorney here in San Francisco, James Browning, said tonight, if Miss Hurst was involved voluntarily, he will have no hesitation in issuing a warrant for
2: her arrest. Dick Schumaker, ABC News, in San Francisco steel job deal challenged. That story coming up.
4: All right, today we're going to make apple uh, Okay, keep your head back, Deidre. Don't depend, depend Deidre. You pin
5: them this way with the pins going out, okay? Let's play some C's together and hear
0: how they sound. Keep um
4: the space and stuff straight. Yes, should can. Lisa, you've got twelve feet of water. Are you all right? No. People working with girls
0: clubs can make a difference. This is Carol Burnett asking you to help your local girls club or write to Girls Clubs of America, Box 35, Grand Central Station, New York
5: 10017, to help get one started. You can make a difference.
0: you want to be a physical physical education? Do you have to do it? All that science, all that
4: forgiveness. Don't get
2: me down. Two major organizations have attacked the government's settlement of anti-discrimination charges against nine major steel companies that will pay blacks and women some $31 million for lost pay on jobs denied. The NAACP and the National Organization of Women both condemn a provision in the plan which could cut off individual civil suits. But government officials indicate the copper and aluminum industries will be hit next for similar anti-discrimination settlements. Former Attorney General John Mitchell has weathered some tough cross-examination at his conspiracy perjury trial. Correspondent Ann Compton has details in New York.
0: John Wing, the young prosecutor who's been putting in more than two years on this case, seemed to put all of his muscle into the cross-examination of John Mitchell. But the tougher the questioning, the harder Mitchell would rock back in the witness chair, never giving an inch, denying he ever flexed his own political muscle for Robert Vesco, who was in trouble with the government. Though Mitchell showed no signs of being rattled, he did slip at one point, addressing Prosecutor Wing as Mr. Dean, apparently thinking of John Dean, one of Mitchell's chief accusers in this conspiracy and perjury trial. Anne Compton, ABC News, New York.
2: Lebanon has asked the U.N. Security Council to take any appropriate means to stop Israeli attacks on Lebanese territory as retaliation for terrorist raids. Egypt warned in the debate that Israel would be responsible for any escalation of the Golan Heights fighting with Syria. In Paris, the South Vietnamese foreign minister has announced suspension of the peace talks with the Viet Cong until such time as battlefield attacks are replaced by evidence of goodwill from the Viet Cong. This is Information Radio News.
1: On the Kurt Merz Sports Desk, rain has washed out the opening round matches in the River Oaks tennis tournament in Houston, so all of those, plus tomorrows, have been gathered into one bunch. All 16 of the opening round matches have been scheduled for tomorrow. The Kansas City Royals will play the Texas Rangers tomorrow and Wednesday. Steve Busby and Nelson Briles will pitch in that Texas series. St. Louis Cards lost to the Philadelphia Phillies tonight, 3-2, and East Tennessee State's Neil Cusack won the Boston Marathon today. The Kansas City Outlook partner cloudy and cool tonight with a slight chance for showers, and a low in the upper 30s. It'll be sunny and warmer tomorrow with a high in the 60s. Dan Henry, WDAF News.
6: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... E.G. Marshall. Welcome to the Sounds of Suspense. Justice, the noblest creation and the highest ideal of man, the foundation of all religion and the cornerstone of every law. Justice, the birthright of every human being on the face of the earth. Justice, we're brought up to believe in it, to expect it. But what about those people who suddenly discover that for them, there isn't
3: any justice? You just don't go around killing people, Eddie. But there are people who have to be killed. The war is over. It's been over for a long time. No, it isn't. Not for me. Eddie, you're home now. Don't you understand? What could we tell the police? The truth! We have no evidence... That's why we have to hunt them down and kill them ourselves, so that justice can be done. We can only have justice through the law. Okay. Tell me. Will the law give us justice? I just told you we have no evidence. Okay. No justice from the law. So where and to whom do we go for justice? Tell me. That. Does that mean there isn't going to be any justice?
6: Our mystery drama, Only the Dead, Remember, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Tony Roberts and Mandel Kramer. It is sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and by the Kellogg Company makers of Kellogg's Special K cereal. I'll be back shortly with Act One.
3: There's nothing wrong with drinking Budweiser sip by sip, is there? Well, the brewers of Budweiser think there's a better way. Sipping's fine if you're drinking wine, but Bud is the king of beers, a hearty drink. Look, rinse a 10 or 12 ounce glass with cold water. Then open a can or bottle of Bud and pour it right down the middle so it kicks up a good head of foam. Now take a big drink and then swallow big. No sips. That's how it should be done. More taste, more beer drinking enjoyment. Thanks to exclusive Beechwood aging, Budweiser has a smoothness that lets it go down especially easy.
0: Sure, it's an expensive way to brew beer, but brewing beer right does make a difference. That's why, when you say Budweiser, you've said it all. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis.
4: I've found the work to be really
0: challenging, and I enjoy it a lot.
4: If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be in it. People.
6: My orientation all my life has been, you know, to help.
4: I wouldn't have been
3: in Red Cross if I didn't care, you know, about people. Mm -hmm. People who care about other people.
0: It's an opportunity for me to help other people and to see my efforts and my skill pay off. It's just a very rewarding
6: feeling to think that some little thing you've done is going to help somebody else.
5: It's the joy you feel when you help someone.
6: People who help other people. It's like anybody involved with the Red Cross programs. They want to volunteer and they want to help. They are just that type of person who will go out of their way to do anything for anybody at any time, and it carries over to the work they do for the Red Cross.
3: You know, it's like they're there when you need them. The people
6: who are the good neighbor... The American Red Cross.
5: I think that anything you know in this world, if you don't use it when, when it's needed, what good is it?
6: For a long time, ever since he came home from one of our wars, Eddie Benson has been looking for someone. Those vital years of his life that might have been invested in a career, devoted to a family, have instead been devoured by an all-consuming search as Eddie Benson roamed the length and breadth of America, supporting himself by his nimble and sensitive fingers, playing the piano in grimy saloons, in sophisticated night spots, but always looking, always listening ever alert for a clue that could lead to his quarry. Well, now, tonight, suddenly the manhunt will come to an end in a cocktail lounge in a northwestern city just a few minutes before midnight. Odd how a search so intense could be climaxed by a discovery so casual. How so serious and deadly a crusade can be capped... With a laugh. Uh, (laughs) That laugh. Eddie Benson hasn't heard that laugh in years. That laugh. He would recognize it anywhere. It could only belong to one person. Uh, (laughs) And now, Eddie's fingers slide softly and swiftly over the keyboard and find a melody, a pretty little melody, that has a special meaning for certain people, especially for that comfortable-looking man at the corner table. The man
3: with that latch. <laughs> so I said to her, My dear, if I were to get married again, it'd be the triumph of hope over
5: experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir, Mr. Jackson. That's a good one, all right. Oh, well, what's the matter, Mr. Jackson? The uh,
3: uh, no matter? Are
5: you okay? You, you got a funny look on your face all of a sudden.
3: Hey, Millie.
5: You didn't get sick or something.
3: Who's that? Who's that playing the piano tonight?
5: Oh, some guy filling in for Woody, you know?
3: Him? Uh, no. For a minute, though, I, uh, well, I thought he may look familiar. That's just my imagination. Uh, Millie?
5: What is it, Mr. Jackson?
3: Ask him, uh, uh ask him if he'll,
5: uh. You got a request, Mr. Jackson?
3: Yeah,
2: I have. Ask him to quit playing that song.
5: You don't like it? It's kind of a catchy tune. Just
2: give him this. Tell him to play something else.
5: Eddie.
3: You've got a request.
5: Yeah. Request in reverse. A uh, customer says to take this ten bucks and quit playing what you're playing now. What's this character's name? Uh, Jackson. R.J. Uh, Jackson.
3: I see. R.J. Jackson. Does he, uh, live around here? No, oh,
5: up on the hill. All kinds of money. Figures. Huh?
3: Uh, it's funny, Millie. How it ends. Where it ends. There were times I thought it would never end. All these years. It kind of took over, you know. It became a way of life. Look, I I wish I
5: knew what you were talking about. No, you don't, Millie. I think I'll split.
3: You mean walk out? You can't just walk out on the How'd you like to make ten bucks? Well, all depends. You keep the ten spot, and as soon as I'm out of here, you go up to him, good old R.J. Jackson, see? And you say to him, Mother Hennessy's chickens are coming home to roost. You're kidding. Say it. You're ten bucks ahead. Yeah, but you can't just quit in the middle of playing. Remember the chickens, Millie.
1: See you around.
5: Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. The more I get to know musicians. Huh. Now, how'd that go? Mother Hennessy's Chickens. Mr. Yeah. Jackson. Mr. Jackson, the, uh, Mr. Jackson, the uh, piano player, he wanted me to tell you something. Yeah?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's thanks. That's the easiest ten bucks boats he ever made. Well,
5: what he wanted to tell you was... Yeah. Well... Well, he said, uh... Let's see. <laughs> uh, Mother Hennessy's chickens are coming home to roost. <laughs> What's that? I'm sure that's what he said. Mother Hennessy's chickens are coming... No. no. Hey, Mr. Jackson. <clears throat> hey! Hey, somebody! <clears throat> Give me a hand, quick! He's fainted!
3: No way. All right, all right. I'm up. up. Yeah, yeah. Hello? Tom. Tom Wilson? Yeah, that's Tom Wilson. You know what time it is? It happens... I got a message for you, Tom. Mother Hennessy's chickens are coming home to roost. What? What did you say?
0: Who is this? Hello? Hello?
5: Hello Hello?
2: Is Bill Trainer at home?
5: No, but I expect him. Who's calling? Is this his wife? Yes, I'm Liz Trainer. Can you take a message? Well, of course. Tell him
3: Mother Hennessy's chickens are coming home to roost. Yes. That's all.
5: You're joking. Hello? Hello? Oh, well. Hi, darling. Oh, Bill. You know, you just missed a phone call. Oh, never mind that. What did the doctor say? Oh, things are just fine. He'll be born on schedule. (laughs) You mean
3: you won't take it, girl?
5: (laughs) Darling, I'll take whatever we can
3: get. I can't believe it, honey. After all this time, everything but everything is going our way. You know, Tom worked out the contract. Oh, Bill. Oh, I'm so happy. Uh, We're going to be rich, honey. We're going to own a business, and we're going to be parents. (laughs) What were you saying about a phone call?
5: Oh, well, uh, a man just called. Very mysterious. Hmm? He said to tell you that, uh, let me see, Uh, Mother Hennessy's chickens are coming home to roost. He said what? Oh, well, that's what he said. He hung up. Can it mean anything?
3: Oh, no. No, no. no, no, nothing at all. Just just, just forget it.
5: What about dinner? Bill, dinner?
3: Did, did the man say anything else?
5: Bill, you're, you're so pale. Honey, believe
3: me, this is really nothing that should concern you.
5: The key is the name Hennessy.
3: Uh... Where should we go to dinner?
5: Darling, you're trying to distract me. Hennessy, we don't know any Hennessy. Oh, look,
3: honey, I've, j- I've just been going at a very fast pace.
5: and uh... Hennessy's chickens. Hennessy's chickens. That combination is familiar. Darling, I'm
3: really very hungry.
5: I've got it. Oh, I've got it. Your old army outfit is holding a reunion. What
3: do you know about my old army outfit?
5: Oh, nothing. Nothing at all except... Except you and Tom Wilson were in it together. You... You were in Korea, you were prisoners, and you refused to talk about it, even to me.
3: Why do you say we're having a reunion?
5: Hennessy. What? Last year when we moved into this house, I I was putting a lot of your old stuff away. There was an army picture of you and Tom Wilson. Well, you must have been all of 18, and two other young soldiers. In the middle, an older man, a, a sergeant, and underneath it, you had written, Mother Hennessy's chickens. It just clicked in my mind. That, that, that sergeant, uh, that older man.
3: He was all of 26.
5: Well, his name was Hennessy, wasn't it? Yes. And, and and he looked after all of you like a, like a mother hen. Yes. And, and now you're having a reunion. Oh, Bill. What a wonderful person, that Sergeant Hennessy. How I want to meet him.
3: No, you can't. Why? He's dead.
5: Oh. Was he killed in the war?
3: In the prison camp.
5: Bill, that music, that that piano.
4: Hmm?
5: Don't you hear it? It's coming from the living room. Someone's playing the piano. I I didn't hear anyone ring the bell. Let's go see. No. But someone's in the apartment. Liz, stay here. Bill. I
3: want you to stay in the bedroom. But why? Liz, in all the years we've been married, I never asked you to do anything just because I said so. But I'm asking you now, please. All right, Bill. Just for a while. Hello, Eddie. Front door was open. I just walked in. Well, you're welcome, Eddie. Been a long time. A lifetime. Nice layout. Yeah. I've done well. Well. I'm sure you deserve it. I went to school on the G.I. Bill, became an engineer. I always said you had the stuff, Billy. I'm going to own a good-sized electronics company. That's nice. I wrote Buddy Tom, Tom Wilson. Remember him? (laughs) Who could ever forget Tom? He's drawing up the contract. He became a lawyer. What about yourself, Eddie? Me? Yeah. Yeah, a fellow with your talent, the way you could write songs. Like this one, for Hennessy. We all figured we'd hear you doing Broadway musicals, coming up with top hits. Well, I've been too busy. Doing what? Looking for somebody. Looking for an old friend of ours. Bill, I had a phone call. The craziest phone call. Hello, of... Tommy. Eddie. Hey, Eddie Benson. It could only have been you. Where you been hiding? Tom. Billy? I got the greatest news in the world. I found him. Hmm? I finally found him. You finally found who? The uh, needle in the haystack. One grain of sand on the beach. It was such a long time. It was such a long search. Eddie, who did you find? Who do you think? Myers. Myers? R.J. He doesn't call himself Myers anymore, but it's still R.J., Robert Joseph, or as Hennessy said, our own little Bobby Joe. That's incredible. Except he's not so little anymore. He's a very portly gentleman these days. You say you found him? I found him. What did you say to him, Eddie? Nothing. How could you just say... Nothing. Tom, you, Billy, and I, we've got nothing to say to Bobby Joe. I just made sure of where we could find him, and I came here to pick up you two guys. Eddie, I, I have a forty-five. What do you guys want to use? Eddie, what are you saying? I'm saying if we leave now, we can fly to where he is in less than three hours and kill him before midnight. <laughs> kill.
6: Into the pleasant, well-ordered, comfortable world of Bill Trainer and Tom Wilson, there suddenly intrudes a strange, terrifying, and ugly word. It's not a word of this world. It's a word that belongs to another world, a world of pain and horror, a world that they thought was dead and gone. We'll continue in that world when I return shortly with Act Two. Great in the morning. Kellogg's, Kellogg's has that wholesome taste to get you up and grinning. This is Jerry Coffer for Kellogg's Special K. We've been having some fun in our television and radio commercials by using a ball and chain to symbolize the slight overweight problem common to so many of us. We point out that being a few pounds overweight is just a little more difficult for you. Climbing stairs, just walking around, even sitting down can feel, well, like you're wearing a ball and chain. In case you missed the message, it's this. If you really want to get rid of that extra weight, you really have to work at it by exercising and
3: with sensible meals
6: like the Special K breakfast. A one-ounce bowl of Special K, America's favorite high-protein cereal, four ounces of skim milk, tomato juice, and coffee, less than 240 calories, nutritious and, by the way, delicious. So why not begin each day with a Special K breakfast and then keep up the good work? Special K can't help you lose weight all by itself, but it really is a good start.
1: Who knows how to help you solve your shopping problems?
4: Your Better Business Bureau knows.
6: Sheriff, Sheriff, they're gone. Lock, stock, and barrel.
2: Those lowdown down polecats told me this new roof was guaranteed. She's leaking like a seal. I'll help you with some good advice from the Better Business Bureau. Beware of the salesman who offers such a guarantee. Roof waterproofing requires skill and judgment. It may take several treatments to completely waterproof your roof. Remember, no known process is 100% guaranteed. Thanks, partner. Now we're riding out. Looking for them full bullcats, sir? No, looking for some pockets while we drown in here. Just another consumer tip from your Better Business Bureau.
6: When they were 19 years old, Eddie Benson, Bill Trainer, and Tom Wilson suffered and starved and froze in a prison camp in North Korea. Now it's a lifetime later, and to Tom and Bill, Korea is barely a dream. But Eddie Benson is still stuck deep in the nightmare, still determined to carry out a deadly promise
3: they made to each other long ago I thought you two guys would be glad to see me now now we can keep our promise what promise Tom you're kidding aren't you Bill you remember the promise the three of us made well do you yes it was more than a promise Eddie it was an oath. look Eddie no you look Tom you look back a mound of dirt in that prison camp in Korea. You look back and see three guys, we, three guys, were kneeling next to that mound of dirt because mm. it's Hennessy's grave. Look back and hear us. Hear us swear never to rest, never to stop, never to know a moment's peace until we kill Robert Joseph Myers. Eddie we just kill him? How simple. Blow his brains out. You you live in another world whether you realize it or not. Now, you just don't go around killing people. But there are people who have to be killed, Tom. You're not in combat. The war's over. Not yet. Eddie, you're home. There's the law. Now, what do you tell the police? The truth. What's the truth? You know the truth as well as I do, Tom. Myers turned rat in Korea. He gave away our escape plan, and he got Hennessy killed for it. But
1: can you be
3: sure it was Myers? We know it was Myers. We knew, didn't we? Bill. I guess we did. All right, tell me this. If we were so sure, why didn't we denounce him six months later after we were freed? Why? You know why, Tom. You were the law student. You said don't denounce him. I said? You said. We had no hard evidence. A smart defense lawyer could get him acquitted at a court martial. That's what you said. All I said was, I wished we had more evidence. You... You said we would have to get Myers by ourselves. That's what you said. We would find him, kill him, and announce it to the whole world. And that's what we swore we would do. Do you remember, Bill? I remember. Tom? All right, Eddie. All right. That was a long time ago. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. No, but it means it happened in another time, in another place, under different rules. In other words, you're not willing to do it. I can't do it. I'm an attorney, a member of the bar. I simply cannot be an accessory to a felony. Okay. Bill, what's your excuse? I'm not aware that I need an excuse. I spent my life looking for Bobby Joe so that justice could be done. Eddie, we can only have justice through the law. Okay. Tell me, then. Will the law give us justice? We have no evidence. Okay. No justice from the law, then. Tell me. In that case, where and to whom can we go for justice? Well... Does your silence mean there isn't going to be any, justice, Eddie. Eddie what? Hennessy saved the lives of each of us more times than we can count. If it weren't for him, none of us would be around today. He was betrayed. He was murdered because of... Robert Joseph Myers. Now, is that going to be the end of it? Eddie, there are certain realities... I know can... what you think, Tom. Bill, I want to hear you say something. I wish I knew what to say. You've got nothing to lose, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? I'm just crazy Eddie, the piano player. You guys. Pillars of the community. Rich, respectable. Gutless. Well, I'll do it alone. Eddie, there must be another way out of this. Tell, Tell me about it. Look, I don't want him to go unpunished either. But Eddie... Eddie, Eddie, what's wrong, Eddie? Uh, I don't know. Hey, Eddie, get, get me a drink of water. Come, hold on, I he's going to pass out. Let him sleep. What's the matter with him, doctor?
2: <clears throat> well, I'd say this man's been living on his
3: nerves for a long, long time. Well, what can we do for him? Let him sleep for a week if you can. And uh, whatever you do, see that nothing excites him. I'm afraid that's going to be difficult. Why? Oh, it's a long story. He needs rest. Needs calm. Call me tomorrow. Yes, yes, doctor. Bill. Try to get some sleep, Eddie. I feel so tired. I I'll just rest a while. Okay? Sure. I never felt so tired except when we were in Korea. You remember? Yeah. Remember um, Hennessy would keep us awake while we were on guard. Sure. <laughs> you, uh, you were his favorite. Oh, he didn't play favorites. He he liked you more than the rest of us because you were the best soldier. Eddie, try to get some sleep. I don't care about Tom, but you, especially you, you have to help me kill Myers. Eddie, you need your sleep. Yeah. I'll sleep a little, and then when I feel stronger, we'll go get him. You have to help me, Bill. After all, if it weren't for you, if it weren't for you... If it weren't for me, what, Eddie? Eddie? Uh, help me, Sergeant. Uh, Sergeant Hennessy, get me out of here. Hennessy, Hennessy, help me. Please don't, don't leave me alone. I'm yeah. yeah. oh, sorry. I, I was. Having a nightmare, oh,
5: darling. You mm. look. You just can't keep torturing yourself. Oh,
3: Liz, Liz, what am I
5: going to do? It'll be all right.
3: No, Liz. Whatever I do, it won't be all right. It won't.
5: Oh, surely you just can't.
3: Just can't what?
5: Oh, I. Didn't say anymore.
3: Why did Eddie have to show up now,
5: oh, darling? What are you going to do? I don't know.
3: I just can't go and kill Myers. It would be throwing away my whole life. Yours as well. Liz, please help me.
5: I. I can't help you. No one can help you.
3: It's all set. We have the closing tomorrow. You'll own a factory, Bill, my friend. Yeah. Is, uh, Eddie better? Yeah, yeah, he, um, he's sitting up now. He's getting an appetite. In a couple of days, the doctor says he can be out of bed. You know what we have to do, don't you? We have to get word to Myers somehow. I don't like this any more than you do, but we have to warn him to keep out of sight for a while. I suppose. Has he told you where Myers is living? No. He won't even tell me what name Myers is using. Why? I don't think he trusts Tom. He thinks we betrayed him and Hennessy. Bill. Look, Tom, what's the use? In a sense, we have betrayed Hennessy. I know. We've even betrayed ourselves. It's all It's all part of what you have to do to live. Now we must find out where Myers is. Eddie won't tell me. He might tell me. I'll get it out of him somehow. We'll save him yet, in spite of himself. Crazy! It's so cool. So cool. Bill, oh. darling, you're having a bad dream. What? Wake up. Can Wake we up. build a fire? Why won't they let us build a fire? Bill. A fire. Bill, please. Why can't they let us have a fire? Bill. Eddie. Yes, Eddie. we, we got to break out of here tomorrow night. Hennessy said to tell you. We won't have a chance. we better not. We'll die if we stay here, Tom. Oh, he's right, Tom. You guys know where we have to meet? Yeah, Tom and I know. Did you tell Myers? No. Why not? Myers isn't going. Why not? Shut up, Bill. You can't tell who's around. Hennessy says Myers can't cut it. But he's one of us. We can't leave him here. Hennessy says we can't take a chance on him. No. No what? Without Hennessy and us around to protect him, he'll die here. I'm going to talk to Hennessy. I'll convince him. I'll convince him. I'll convince Hennessy that we have got to take Myers. I'll convince
5: him. Bill. Bill, wake huh? up. Tell him you're dreaming again. What?
3: Yeah. yeah oh, oh.
5: Bill, I, oh. I, are you all right?
3: Yeah, I'm all right. Oh. Only sometimes I, I don't know which is the dream, this or Korea.
0: Hi,
5: darling. Oh, hello, Bill. Uh, Tom's here. Oh. Yeah, he's inside talking to Eddie. Yeah, I, I've
3: got something to say to Eddie too. Look, I almost forgot you saw the doctor today. Is there anything? Oh,
5: everything's just fine.
3: Oh, Liz, this should be the happiest part of my life.
5: I I know, Bill.
3: I'll be right out. Well, how is everybody? I want to thank you for everything, Bill. Oh, with nothing. I'm leaving tonight. Leaving? Where to? There's a promise I have to keep. See if you can talk him out of it, Bill. He won't listen to me. He won't tell me anything either. I won't try to talk you out of anything, Eddie. I want to go with you. Bill. What for? To help me or to stop me? I don't know. I just feel that I have to face Myers with you. And then well, right now I don't know. Fellas, if this is the way the conversation is going, I have to leave. I can't be part of what happens. Well, Eddie, where are we going? I'll tell you when we get there. What's the matter? Don't you trust me? Are you going to try to save him? I don't know what I'm going to do. We're in this because you tried to save him the last time, you remember? Yes, I remember. When are we leaving? Tonight. All right, I'll go pack. You don't need much. Just a toothbrush, a razor, and a
6: revolver. (laughs) The decisions have been made. Or have they? Tom stays, Bill goes. But what is it that Bill will do when he faces Myers? Right now, his emotions are those of a 19-year-old. But how long can those emotions sustain a man who is close to 40? We'll know when I return shortly with Act 3.
4: Hello, this is Goldilocks. It seemed like only yesterday that I was a little girl tasting porridge. You know, this one's too hot this one's too cold. And now I conduct taste tests on diet drinks. And there's one I must tell you about Sugar Free Diet 7 Up. It has a fresh, natural, delicious taste. It drives my taste meter crazy. Sugar Free Diet 7 Up. <gasps> this one's just right.
5: Hi, I'm Nanette Fabre. 11 million Americans have an untreated hearing problem, including 3 million school-age kids. I was one of those kids, but I got help. Most hard of hearing people can be helped either medically or through amplification. There is a Better Business Bureau booklet that may help you, and it's free. Write Better Hearing Institute, Box 1840. That's 1840, Washington, D.C. You want to hear what you're missing.
0: Pollution, crime, substandard housing, energy crisis, corruption, inequality, vandalism. If you don't like these conditions, you can do something about it. Law Day, May 1st, reminds us that the great thing about our system is that people can have a voice in improving it if they understand it and if they use that voice in the many ways possible. Through involvement like helping to register voters, campaigning for candidates, voting, people of all ages can work to bring about change lawfully. But with almost half the population under 25, youth can make the difference. Learning what can be done and how should begin at an early age. Law Day urges young America to lead the way. Help preserve good laws. Help change bad laws. Help make better laws. A public service message of the American Bar Association and your state and local bar associations.
6: us spend our lives searching for the truth. But what is the truth? When are we closest to the basic essence of our existence? Is it when we have the experience and wisdom of age? Or the fire and idealism of youth? We keep asking, what is the truth? The answer is, each man must find his own truth.
3: Liz! Liz, Eddie's gone. Yes, I know. You know?
5: Well, I I, well, I went to his room to see if he was up to having dinner, and he, he wasn't there. But I was supposed to go with him. I know that, too. How did you know? I didn't tell you. Darling, I mean, you didn't have to tell well, me. Well, then how? I have faith in you, Bill. I have faith that that in the end you you will do what's right.
3: Looks as if I'm not going to do anything with Eddie gone. Well,
5: do you really want to find him? But how?
3: How could I even begin to
5: look? Uh, I uh, know where he went.
3: You know? How do you
5: know? Well, well, while he was sick, I I sent his clothes to the cleaners, and in his pocket, there was an airline return ticket.
3: A ticket to where?
5: Now, look, Bill, I, I won't tell you unless you take me with you. And You can't go in your condition. Bill! But we have to do this together. But it might be dangerous. You're wasting our time, Bill. We should be getting the next plane for Central City.
3: Oh, boy, I didn't realize how hungry I was.
5: Well, we we missed dinner last night.
3: Now, tell me something. How do we find Eddie in a city this size?
5: Where's the waitress? Oh, Miss... Oh, uh, could you bring us the morning paper, please? Well, how's the paper going to help us? Well, the paper would carry ads for the night spots where where he might have worked.
3: Hey, it's right. If he found Myers, it would probably be in a bar or a club.
5: Yes. Oh, th- thank you, miss.
3: Yeah. All right, darling, you go through the ads. so just sit and finish this coffee, and mm-hmm. then I'll start looking for Eddie.
5: Well, I intend to go with you.
3: Oh, no. No, you don't. It's miserable out. It's snowy. Now, you stay in the hotel. I can find
5: him. Bill. Yeah. Oh, Bill, we won't. We won't find Eddie. What do you mean? Look at what it says. Hmm? Here in the paper. Let's see. Yeah. Eddie is... is dead.
3: Why? Musician found shot to death. Police puzzled by mysterious murder. Body discovered in hotel room. No apparent yeah. motive. Eddie dead? How yeah. can he be? Only yesterday.
5: Well, do the police have anything to go on?
3: No, it says here no leads, no clues. Liz, it had to happen last night. Someone was waiting for him. It has to be Myers. Well, look, we'd better tell the police. But Eddie said that's not the name Myers is using. We don't know who he is. Liz! Bill! Tom! Tom, what are you doing here? I just got in. I checked the hotels and ran you down. Then you know. Yeah, I saw it in the paper. That's why I flew out here. But Tom! What?
5: How how, how could you...
3: Liz, what is it?
5: Oh, nothing.
3: Poor Eddie. You know what this means? We're both in trouble now, you and I. Why? Well, it's obvious Myers knew Eddie was after him, so he killed him. Tom, we have no choice. We have got to find Myers. But while we don't know who he is, he knows who we are. In this big city, who is Myers? He could kill us from ambush and get away with it. Oh, Bill. Of course... There's one thing we could do. Yes? Call it off. How? To take the next plane out of here. That would be our way of telling Myers it's all over. Is that what you want to do? I'm not saying it's what I want to do. I'm listing our options. I think we have to find Myers, Tom. This time we can turn him over to justice. Well, it's funny the way it worked yes. out. Um. Eddie had to die so that justice could settle accounts with Myers. We have to find him first. All right, we'll try all the music places. Liz, you stay here and stick close to the phones. If either of us gets a lead, we'll be in touch. Let's hope we get lucky.
5: Bill, uh, something bothers me. It it must be my imagination again. Why? What is it? I don't know, but it it has something to do with Tom.
3: What? I I, I can't put my finger on it. Just something that doesn't sound right. Well, what, honey? What what could be wrong about Tom? Bill, now
5: I know.
3: Wait a minute, darling. I'll call you later. Bill! Miss?
5: Oh, yes, sir. Uh, care to order?
3: Uh, that tune. Would you ask the piano player where he learned it? (laughs) He learned it from me.
5: I hum it all the time. You know, he says to me, Hey, Millie, I like that. Now he plays it all the time.
3: I knew the man who wrote it. Eddie Benson. Oh,
5: you knew Eddie?
3: Sure, we were good friends.
5: It's a shame what happened to him. He was, uh... I don't know, somebody once told me a word. uh, Mercurial. Yeah, yeah, he was a mercurial character. That he was. (laughs) I like him. Oh, he got a lot of people sore at him. Well, at least he left a pretty tune to remember him by. I, I just can't get it out of my head. Everybody loves it. Well, uh, almost everybody. I know one character who didn't... That's so? Oh, yeah. And, you know, it was Eddie's last night on the job. He, he was playing the tune. And... and then this guy, who, he comes in here all the time. This guy wanted to give him ten bucks, just to quit playing. It. You're kidding? <laughs> no, no, it's a fact.
3: Do you know the guy?
5: Oh, sure, he's a regular. Oh, he, he hasn't been in lately. Yeah, one thing I got to say about old R. J. Jackson, he's he's got a tin ear.
3: R. J. Jackson, tell me more about him. Liz, I found him. How? I'll tell you later. His name is R.J. Jackson. He has a place out in the country up in the mountains. I'm going there now. Oh, Bill. As soon as Tom checks in with you, tell him to take Route 603 to Mountain Lane. Turn right and go up the hill as far as he can. That's the place. But, Bill, there's so much snow. They keep the roads clear up there. Bill,
5: Bill I must tell you, I
3: know what bothers me about Liz, Tom. I want to get started. Look, He said he read about Eddie in the morning papers. Yes, but
5: Tom was already in Central City
3: earlier this morning. How did he get Charlie, here? Are you talking about Tom. Now, I'm sure he... Look, honey, I have got to be on my way. Hi, Tom. Glad you made it. Yeah, I guess this is as far as the car can take us. It's that house on the top of the hill. Yeah. I think we should have sent the police. How? Once again, we don't have the evidence. Now, what are we going up there for? To kill him ourselves? No. I think we can get a confession out of him. Oh, sure. Now, look. He's human. He's got a guilty conscience. He'll break down. He has to. Now, come on. Boy. Looks like Korea, doesn't it? Yeah. Miles and miles of nothing. You could just sink into the snow. It could just be the end of everything. That's far enough. Stay where you are. Look in the doorway. It's Myers. He's got a rifle. You're trespassing. Now get out of here, or I'll shoot. You wouldn't shoot us, Myers. My
0: name isn't Myers. Now get out
2: of here. We have to talk with you, R.J. We're coming up.
0: I'm warning you.
2: Come on, R.J. You can't get away with it. Look out! Say hello, Tom.
3: There's a line of trees leading up to the house. We'll work our way in. Hell, yeah, this guy can kill both of us. I don't think he wants to. Are you crazy? This is the man who just killed Eddie last night. Right now, he's scared. Come on, head for those trees. Keep away! Get away! We'll try for that stone fence. Tom! What? Put your gun away. I'm not going to let him pick me off. He'll show himself in the doorway when he wants to shoot again. Don't. He's only trying to scare us off. I see him. Don't, Tom. Don't. I got him. I got him. Look. He's on the ground. Hurry up. Come on. RJ. Don't kill me. Don't shoot again. Get me a doctor. You'll get a doctor. But first, we'll get a confession. Are you sold us out on the prison camp. Confess. No. No, I didn't tell. Let him alone. He'll confess later. Uh, Let's bring him inside. No, he'll confess now. Uh, And when Eddie Benson found you, you shot him. No, I didn't. Then who did? I'm hurt bad. Get me to a doctor. Bill, you were always a good guy. Help me. R.J., it was a long time ago. The world's forgotten. Uh, I don't even think you could be brought to trial for it. It's just among the three of us. Now, I want you to confess... I didn't do it. Honest. I didn't do it. You did, because you didn't show up. You stayed behind. You told the guard. No. What did they give you? Did you have to kill Eddie, too? I didn't kill anybody. Yes, you did. We can get the waitress to testify. She'll tell how you saw Eddie in the lounge, how you passed out. Well, sure, I was scared. Because you guys always thought it was me. But it could have been anybody. You, Tom. What? Or you, Bill. Or even Eddie himself. Let's drag him down to my car and bring him in. Tom. Now, please. Haven't I suffered enough? No, it's not enough. Tom, how did you know about the waitress? Huh? How did you know about the waitress? What? You you told me. No, I didn't tell you anything about the waitress. I just left a message for you to meet me here. Well, I... I... Well, you must have said something about it to Liz. But I didn't. Well, then, how would I know? How? Because Eddie told you. Eddie? Why would Eddie tell you? You said you could get it out of him. Did you tell him that I would never help him, but that you would? Is that how you got him to trust you? Oh, come on. Why would I want to kill Eddie? Because of that talk we had in my house. Maybe unconsciously, both Eddie and I started to think... Why were we always convinced that R.J. was the informer? Because... Because you were the first one to accuse him. And who said not to denounce him to the Army? You did, Tom. And who said let's hunt him down ourselves? You did. Why? Because you knew it would be impossible. You knew we would settle down in a civilian life and forget it. Well, you've got it wrong. But you didn't figure on Eddie. You didn't figure one of us would spend his whole life... Oh, you know me. Everywhere you turn, it's you, Tom. You with all the shrewd answers. Why did you have to kill Eddie? Because... Because he was starting to talk just like you are. And then... And then he figured it out, and he wanted to kill me. And so, and so I had to kill him. It was self-defense. Tom. I had to kill him. It was like it used to be back in combat: kill or be killed. You were the informer. No, no, I informed, but I wasn't the informer. I, I just didn't do what Hennessy ordered. I didn't cover my tracks. That's why they found us. What did they pay you? Nothing. I, I, I wanted us, us to get caught. You wanted it. Why? Well, Hennessy was wrong. The only time in his life he was wrong. We could never have made it, Bill. All of us would have died in the snow. I was trying to save our lives. I tried to explain it to Hennessy. I tried, but he wouldn't listen. He would only say in that that way of his, trust me, kid, it'll be okay. And I, I keep trying to explain to him. Believe me, I try every night. Every night for the last twenty years, I try to make him see it, but I can't find him. He's out there in the snow, and I can't find him. All right, Tom, we better go back to town. No, oh, no, wait here. I'll find him. He he can't have gone far. I'll find him. I'll explain why I did this he'll forgive me he'll stop, him, stop him Bill stop him you will get lost oh, out there
0: you will freeze oh, to man. death
3: I can't leave you R.J.
0: <coughs>
3: I have to get you to a doctor we'll come back for Tom later
6: they found Tom Wilson later much later About the time of the spring thaw. The snow, the ice had preserved the final expression on his face. It was one of peace and calm. As if he had actually found Hennessy. And Hennessy had forgiven him. Well, Hennessy would. He was that kind of man. I'll be back shortly.
4: Oh, sure. You can talk about good-tasting diet drinks, but I know I'm Goldilocks, and here at my taste-testing laboratory, I taste-test them all. And nobody's been drinking my diet drinks until I tested sugar-free Diet 7-Up. And then, kabloomy, every bear wanted some. Diet 7-Up is fresh, natural, delicious. Sugar-free Diet 7-Up. This one's just right. You've finally made your gift list. Your neighbor's child is two, your niece is six, and nephew is seven. But before you go to the toy store, there's something else you should do. Write Toys, Washington, D.C., 20207 for a free booklet on toy safety. That's Toys, Washington, D.C., 20207. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission.
6: dreams, the man does. It's what we call the generation gap. And this is not the distance between parents and children. It is the unbridgeable abyss between what a man is today and what he wanted to be yesterday. But that's because you can only be young once. Something you can do more than once is listen. You can listen again and again. To our mystery theater tales. Our cast included Tony Roberts, Mandel Kramer, George Petrie, Bryna Rayburn, and Lon Clark. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale.
2: I what made to do a thing like that? I
0: couldn't help it. It just came out. Ah. We were talking and I told him about what happened to you that night.
3: Nothing happened to me that night. It was just a mistake.
0: You fainted. There wasn't any mistake about that.
3: Fainted? What kind of a word is that? Old ladies faint. Me? I just conked out for a couple of minutes. Yes,
5: but the reason...
3: Never mind the reason. You're still trying to tell me I'm nuts? I didn't see that guy in the elevator.
5: No. I'm not saying that.
3: Because I did see him. Understand? He was some kind of Freak, that's all.
6: Maybe somebody who had a bad accident.
5: But a man without a mouth. It's so incredible. I mean, how can anyone
4: live without a mouse? This
6: guy was alive. i seen him.
4: Yes, and he scared you so much. Did you
6: cut that out? Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by New Sugar-Free Diet 7-Up. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure In the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.
2: WDAF, Kansas City.